0: You know, guys, just a reminder that our Supercoach merchandise, the Winners Win and the King Pretender T-shirt, they will be available until Sunday, the 12th of September. So you've got about five or six more days. They'll be closing on Sunday, that entire pre-sale. So if you'd like to dive in on one of those, head to the website, www.rugbyleaguru.com.au. Buy your Supercoach merchandise there. Support me or G up a couple of your mates in your competition or, more importantly, declare yourself as the champion. Thanks for your supports, legends. Let's kick off the podcast down the block and through Hey guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As I said earlier this morning we're going to have a couple of throwbacks today. Well this one anyway, definitely. And this is looking at Anthony Minicello. I recorded this one about a year or so ago. It's another one of our alternate universe podcasts. Now, the thing to note with Anthony Minicello, he burst onto the scene in the very early 2000s, playing on the wing for the Sydney Roosters and of course the end of 2002, Luke Phillips, he retires with a premiership victory with the Roosters. They need a fullback and Ricky Stewart's got two options. He either goes with Justin Hodges or Anthony Minnicello. Now, Minnie he convinces Ricky to give him a golden, and three years later, he's the best fullback in the game. He's the best player in the game at the end of 2005. Of course, 2006 rolls around, though, Minnie at the peak of his powers, and it kicks off a series of unbelievable back injuries that really did derail Anthony Minicello's career. Going to take a deep dive into it today. As I said, I recorded this about a year or so ago, guys, so you'll hear the difference in my voice, uh, the difference in my confidence when I'm podcasting, too, so it's a little bit cringe for me to listen back to but the content is unreal. So sink your teeth into this one, guys. Never forget just how good Anthony Minocello was.
1: Now when I spoke about Carmichael Hunt last week in the alternate universe, if he never left to go to the AFL, this is the other guy that was sort of left out of that puzzle. Now he was the missing puzzle piece in this whole fullback conundrum that occurred in the back end of the 2000s. Now, Anthony Minocello, I'll take you back to the start. He makes his debut in the year 2000. Uh, he goes on to cement a spot on that side. They lose the NRL Grand Final in at the end of the season to the Brisbane Broncos. 2001, they go out in the major semi against the Newcastle Knights, I believe. 2002 rolls around, and Anthony Minocello, he's playing on the right wing for the Sydney Roosters. Has a fantastic season. Scores the try that you just heard the, uh, the audio of against the St. George Illawarra Dragons on Anzac Day, and they going to win the grand final that season. Minocello has a fantastic season on the wing. Uh, Luke Phillips was playing fullback. They had Brett Mullins out on the other wing. So you think about that. They had Luke Phillips at fullback. Then on the left wing, they had Brett Mullins, potentially the best fullback of the last decade. And then on the right wing, they had Anthony Minocello, potentially the best fullback of the next decade, if it wasn't for injury. Now, after that 2002 grand final, Luke Phillips retires, Brett Mullins retires. The 2003 season rolls around and as Anthony Minichiello spoke about on my podcast earlier this year, Ricky Stewart came up to him in the preseason and said, I'm tossing up the fullback jersey between you and Justin Hodges. And Minnie said, give me the shot. I want the opportunity. I want to be more involved. So, Ricky Stewart, he made the decision on the spot. He handed Anthony Minichiello the fullback jersey. And Minnie he never looked back. He arrived in 2003 and he really changed the game. As far as fullbacks go, I mean, now your fullback, it has to be a second 5'8". It wasn't the case then, but Minichiello... He changed the way that footballers return kicks. He, really, he revolutionized the whole thing. When I was speaking to Brett Finch a few weeks ago, he spoke about how originally, like if you were to kick to the bottom left corner, tie left side would chase, and it would kind of be a bit of a breather for your right-hand side. Anthony Minichello changed that forever. You had to go with 10 players in a straight line. If you didn't, minachella would tear you up. He'd bounce off three or four tackles and he'd come out the other side. He was the only guy that could get it in the in, in the bottom left corner, as I spoke about, bounce off two and get tackled on the right-hand side touchline and still make 30 metres. He changed the way that you had to defend. He changed the way that you had to place your fourth tackle, that you had to set up your kick chase. You had to go down with at least an eight-man line. You couldn't get away with having a four- or five-man line anymore. minachella he revolutionised the game more than what people understand and... In 2003, he then in 2000, they obviously lose the grand final to Penrith in 2003. They go on to 2004, he loses that grand final as well. And you know, he's just by this point, he's the New South Wales fullback, he's the Australian fullback, he's an absolute sensation. Darren Lockie is, I think, in 2003 they had a kangaroo tour and Minocello played on the wing because Lockie hadn't moved to 5'8 yet, I believe. But 2004. Minicello, he wears the number one. I think he won the Harry Sunderland medal for the best player on that kangaroo tour. And Lockie is playing six. And then 2005 rolls around. And Anthony Minocello, Brad Fittler leaves the building. And the Roosters, they need a new leader. And Anthony Minocello, you know, he's the world's best player at this point. At the end of the year, he gets the golden boot. So he is the world's best player. He's the best fullback in the game by a country mile. There's a couple of young kids coming through. But at this point in time, Anthony Minocello is the best player footballer in the game, golden boot winner, an absolute sensation at the peak of his powers. And the other thing you got to remember, so Anthony Minichello, when his, when his career started in 2000, he played 24 games that season. 2001, he played 26 games. 2002, he played 26 games. 2003, he played 25 games. 2004, he played 25 games. So in his first you know, five seasons, he'd already played 150 first grade games. Simpl- uh, not 150 about 130 simply incredible he, he, he literally pretty much did not miss games it was unbelievable and at this point you know his win percentage it's up around 70% I mean take out that 2001 season which would have been just under 50% they didn't do uh, no, they still did well but they didn't do as well as the other seasons I mean it's just incredible Now, 2005, the Roosters, their club gets turned on its head. Brad Fittler leaves. Anthony Minocello steps up there. He wins the golden boot. Just sensational. The Roosters, I think they finished ninth that season. But Minicello, on a personal level, he has the best season he's ever had. 22 games, golden boot. Plays Origin with Joey that year. Scores three or four tries. The combo he had with Joey was simply incredible. And then 2006 rolls around, and this is where Minicello's injury starts. He only plays six games in 2006 with a heap of back injuries. 2007, he only plays 10 games. 2008, he only plays 9 games. And in 2009, he only plays 8 games. So across those four seasons, from 06 to 09, Minicello only played 34 games. Now, he potentially could have played upward of... I haven't done the maths exactly, but it's around 96 games. And he played 34 of them. Now, I want you to think about this. Minocello, he played 34 games... In four seasons. He was essentially at this point averaging 23 games a season and he plays 34 in four seasons. And Minicello still finishes his career with 302 games. So I want you to consider this. Outside of those four years where Minicello only played 34 games, Minnie averaged 22 games a season for the entirety of his career. I'll just read you through the numbers once his injuries stopped in 2009. 2010, he plays 26 games. 2011, he plays 20 games. 2012, 24 games. 2013, 24 games. 2014, 27 games. Outside of the seasons where he had the back injury between 06 and 09, the lowest amount of games Anthony Minichiello played in a season was in 2011. He played 20 games. Every other season is 23 games or more. Simply incredible. The durability of Anthony Minichiello is unbelievable when you take out those four seasons. It simply defies belief. Now, I want you to think about this. Average 22 games a season, and let's play devil's advocate. Let's take away finals games because the Roosters, they didn't do overly well in, you know, 06, 07, 08, 09. They made the finals, I think, once or twice, but let's take them out. Let's take it from 22 games a season to 20 games a season. Let's even it out a little bit. Anthony Minocello played 20 games a season, which was below his average anyway for the rest of his career in those four seasons. That would have equaled 80 games. Now, Minocello played 34 games, so you've got to add another 46 games to his tally. If we add another 46 games to his total games tally, Minnie would have played 348 games. This would have him sixth overall in the history of the NRL for games played. Do remember, he averaged 22 games a season outside of the injured years, and I rounded it down to 20 because they probably wouldn't have played finals every year. But I mean, if Minocello would have kept the form he had in 2005 before he got injured at Golden boot winner. Maybe they do make finals. So let's extend it back to 22 games a year. That's another eight games of footy we've got to add to that career total. All of a sudden, Anthony has 356 games. He becomes third most capped player in NRL history behind Cooper Cronk and Cameron Smith. Simply incredible. If in two thousand and six, Minuchello wouldn't have got injured, and he would have played just his average amount of games, just his average amount of games for the rest of his career, he would have finished the third most capped player in NRL history. If we if we take out potential finals games, which is probably unfair, but we'll do it for the sake of it, he still would have finished six overall of all time. For him to play thirty four games in four seasons, smack in the middle of his career when he was at his absolute peak and still play 302 games. Only a handful of guys to ever play 300 games. Simply incredible. And I mean, here's Mini. He wins a premiership in his third year. He wins another one as captain three years before he retires. Sorry, two years before he retires. Cello was sensational. He was such a good footballer and he really did revolutionize the position. And the worst thing that happened to Minichello was that while he was injured, fullbacks that were coming through, they changed the game again. The fullback role went from what Minichello made it, which no one could keep up with. To a second 5'8. He had to watch Carmichael Hunt, Billy Slater, Darius Boyd, these fellas come through with this sensational ball playing game, which at the time Anthony Minocello didn't have in his game, because the game didn't ask for it. The game changed while Minnie was injured. Yes, he did develop a ball playing uh, ability in his game, but it was never of the level of your Carmichael Hunt, your Darius Boyd and whatnot. I really think if Minocello would have been able to play in those four seasons. And you've got to remember, he he had a back injury. He had a really bad back injury. Anyone with a, that's ever had a sore back knows that that limits you so much. You can't really do much. You can't practice your passing. You can't practice your ball playing. Movements are extremely restricted. And the, the, the severity of Minocello's injuries, you know, they were, you know, if he didn't, you know, do it properly, and as I spoke to him about, he changed his diet, he did everything. It could have been the end of his career. It could have affected him for the rest of his life. I'm sure it still does to some extent. But he had to sit back and watch these guys develop into these second five eights at fullback and change his position and back in 2010 he went straight to a grand final he was sensational yeah 2011 2012 13 14 he averages what 24 games a season he was amazing but the position had changed by then and to some extent it had moved past minicello he was still amazing at what he was doing but you had slaters you had hunts you had Darius boyds these guys that were just playing a new game it was chess not checkers anymore really think if Minocello wasn't injured, he would have been one of the greatest fullbacks we've ever seen. Arguably, he still is. But I'm telling you, if he would have held 2005 form, which if injury didn't happen, I don't know what was going to stop him. He could have been anything. And this is where Minocello gets injured in 2006. Carmichael Hunt gets his shot in that Anzac test. He comes in and he owns the number one jersey in 2006 because Minocello is injured. And Billy Slater comes through. Billy Slater, he makes his test debut, I believe, in 2007. Actually, sorry, 2008. Billy Slater makes his test debut. Minocello's still injured. He played a handful of games that year. So since minocello has been injured, you had Carmichael Hunt come in, one of the best ball-playing ones we've ever seen. I've already spoken about him. He left our game, then Billy Slater came in. An excellent ball player. He, he could just do everything, Billy. You know what Craig Bellamy did to train Billy Slater up? He gave him tapes of Anthony Minocello. Billy studied the way that Mini played and adapted his game based on what Anthony Minicello was playing. In the time Anthony Minicello was injured, Billy Slater, Dally M fullback of 2008. He won the Golden Boot in 2008. He won the uh, Rugby League fullback, of the, the International fullback of the year in 2008. He won the uh, Players Player 2008. The Rugby League Week Player of the Year 2008. The Clive Churchill Medal 2009, the Dally M Rep Player of the Year 2010, the Wally Lewis Medal 2010. All of these awards, everything Billy Slater achieved, Anthony Minocello just had to sit back and watch it. He couldn't defend his own title, he couldn't defend his mantle as the best fullback in the game. I'm not saying Billy Slater didn't deserve this mantle, he's a sensational player, he's the best fullback I've ever seen. But don't doubt that Minocello was cut down at his absolute peak. And there, there was a path laid for Billy Slater. The reality of rep teams is that they're harder to get out of than they are to get into. Anthony Minocello, he was the golden boot player. He, he was absolutely dominating for the Kangaroos for every team he was playing. Origin, he was all over it. It would have been really hard for Slater to force him out of this team. Actually, for Slater, he didn't have to. Injury ruled Anthony Minocello out. And he never managed to get back into that Kangaroos team. Minicello, he played his last Kangaroos game in 2005 before that injury. He was the golden boot winner. Then he never got back into it because of injury. And Billy Slater, once he got it in 08, after Carmichael Hunt left, it was his jersey forever. Minocello, he would go on to play for the Blues a couple of times. But, but you know, in the time he's injured, even on the New South Wales front, there's a couple of real superstars coming through there. You've got Jared Hayne, you've got Brett Stewart. Kirk Gidley played a lot during that time. The Blues had a heap of fullbacks that had to try and fill that role. And once Minacello came back, the game had changed for fullbacks. He's learning on the run. He's trying to be this new fullback, this ball player that he never was, that he probably would have developed in his game had he been playing at that time. He'd been spending all of his time in the rehab room.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me, in a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
1: I feel really sorry for Anthony Minicello. I think without these injuries, he would have been one of the all-time greats. He would have played, you know, third overall for most games ever. If not. Even if he would have lost a couple of games, he still would have been in the top 10 or so, top six, whatever it might be. He was incredibly lucky, the injuries he's had. And guys like Carmichael Hunt, Billy Slater, secretly they know that they've got a lot to thank for Anthony Minocello's injuries because they would have had to knock him off at the absolute peak of his game. And he was sensational. Don't ever doubt Anthony Minocello, If he wasn't injured in 06, the careers of Billy Slater and Carmichael Hunt would have looked very differently. And I'm telling you, the fullback argument, the greatest fullback of all time, I think it would have been a real open argument. Because Minichello, he was just taking the game to another level. And I'm sure he would have adapted to have some ball playing in his game. The Roosters don't fall behind. If they had Minichello on the park that entire time ready to train, he would have been the ball playing fullback that all the other guys went on to become. A sensational footballer I think is extremely underrated in NRL history.